Um, so, yeah, as I said, like I told, so I started off my channel to show people what they can learn in classroom settings. So my target audience is the people that want to, you know, make that leap from intermediate to advanced level mm -hmm. because I feel like that's the hardest, hardest stage. Because I feel like for conversational, you could just try to go talk to people and somehow get um, get better from that. Yeah. But then once you want to talk about something deeper, like more abstract, you kind of um, it's hard to you don't really know where to start. That makes sense. Yeah, when you're a beginner, there's a ton of great options to get uh -huh. started, and then the better you get, the the harder it gets to find things mm -hmm. to help you improve. Yeah. So I guess one of the things that I would like to, to know more about, about Cambly is how Cambly is as a startup mm -hmm. and um, you know like I guess the mixture of technology and your love for languages. Do you speak another language? Like, Not well, but that was sort of the inspiration. Yeah, I studied French for a long time and uh -huh. then um, uh, and occasionally I'll start to learn other languages. But, oh, okay. Um, like, but do you put a lot of time to, to get to a certain level and then you stop? Mostly French. And for a lot of the reason behind Cambly, I took it for years in school and never had a chance to talk to a native speaker. Uh -huh. um, and, and I definitely felt like I plateaued my classes, uh -huh. turned into reading and writing courses. Oh, okay. um, for me, it was just for fun or because I had to in school. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, when we started Cambly, we met all these people where it's not just for fun, it's a mm -hmm. huge life-changing skill if they can really step up their English to the point where they can use it professionally. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, as a founder, you, um, yeah, you have to believe in it, but mm -hmm. do you even really believe that people could, could really become fluent in English by using the app from yeah. a conversational level? Yeah, I mean, some people start startups that have like a crazy idea like cryptocurrency uh -huh. or scooters yeah. or something where yeah. it's like, there's a bet on whether it's a good business idea or not, but um, whether it's actually, people actually want what you're building. Mm -hmm. um, for English learning, we've never really had that question. Mm -hmm. Like you can go anywhere in the world and just see all of these people that spend lots of time trying to improve their English. Right. Um, and the higher level you go, mm -hmm. the more the, the higher the stakes are. Mm -hmm. um, the more advanced English learners, um, if they put the work in, mm -hmm. they're the ones that are going to be able to get a better job mm -hmm. or a promotion or move to another country. Right. It is totally different from classroom mm -hmm. in the sense that it doesn't have a curriculum that goes uh, from A to Z for the right. that. So how do you know for sure that, that they are improving? actually yeah they're actually improving? Yeah, I mean qualitatively, you can um, you can just um, talk to the students uh -huh. uh, students. We actually, everyone at the company did uh, user interviews yesterday. Oh. So a couple times a year, we all sit down and talk to students from all over the world. And mm -hmm. they'll tell us what they love about Cambly. They'll tell us what they are really frustrated about oh. with Cambly. Um, but the one, one of the things I heard, I always ask people, how do you know you're getting better uh -huh. with Cambly? And what a lot of people said is they watched their first video oh, and they watched their last video. And you can really see the difference. You can see the confidence improve or mm -hmm. they'll they'll see a bunch of mistakes in their first video that they would have never made today. Um, so what are some of the things that they should do to, like, before the lessons to, to really take advantage of Cambly? Because if you just go in mm -hmm. uh, with a blank mind, then... I'd yeah, so Kids was the first time where we launched 
uh, curriculum. So mm -hmm. all of our kids that use Cambly Kids yep. have a curriculum uh, for their level. Um, we have a curriculum in the adult app, but it's designed to supplement oh. uh, the courses. So a lot of people don't use it oh. and they come in, like you're saying, uh -huh. uh, just have a conversation. Uh, some students do bring in their own curriculum. Oh, okay. Uh, so we've got um, pilots that use Cambly and they'll, they want to learn to talk to air traffic control in English. Oh, okay. uh, and they'll actually bring uh, materials from the English exams that they'll need to take. Oh, okay. Um, we've had people studying for IELTS. Uh -huh. They'll call an IELTS tutor that maybe has some materials or, um, or bring their own or use one of our uh, courses that we have. Right. But, but we're now starting to look at ways to have more structure uh -huh. where the student doesn't have to do so much work or the tutor doesn't have to do a lot of work. And Cambly will give you the right curriculum. Right. So if they bring in their own curriculum, how do you know that, um, for sure that the tutors are also aware of the materials that are covered? The uh, if the student brings it? Yeah. Yeah, you, we have a lot of different types of tutors. Oh. Some tutors are really good at teaching curriculum. Uh -huh. um, some are better for conversations. I see. Um, and we actually have a lot of students that like to have a conversation. They okay. specifically don't want a curriculum. I see. So we're looking at ways to make our app help both students. Mm -hmm. So if you just want to have a conversation about your day and build up your confidence, uh, you can do that. And if you want to have a very rigorous curriculum, mm -hmm. um, we'll have that for you too. And we'll, yeah. we'll find you tutors that are appropriate for each. Okay. Different tutors are better for, for more of the casual conversation versus uh, like a real curriculum. And then there's a, so in the future, there's a way to, to make sure that you're going into, like you're with someone, if you're with a curriculum and if it's very specific about pilot talking to you. Right. Yeah, you can search across all of our tutor profiles. So the tutors will write what their job is. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they're a teacher, but maybe they're not. Mm -hmm. um, they write about some of their experience and so you can type almost any job into our search box and mm -hmm. find someone that's like you, except they're a native English speaker. Mm -hmm. uh, not just pilots, like a, a lot of people in healthcare or software engineers or oh. um, I, was, I was talking to someone who is a, a HR specialist oh, at okay. a big company and, and we looked and there were lots of people that had worked in that field on Cambly tutoring. I could tell my viewers that if you want to know about software engineering in the U.S., you should go on Cambly. Yeah, they call me. I'm a tutor on Cambly. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. How often you are on Cambly? You should be busy. Yeah, I should. But it, it's it's useful. It helps me figure out what to do. So I, I'm not the most active tutor, so I don't show up in the list. But oh. if you search for software engineer, oh, okay. you'll find me. And mm. so the people that book with me are almost always software engineers who are looking for uh, engineers on Cambly. So we'll talk about software development or passing a technical interview. Uh, career professions, that's a good way to go. Yeah. That's a very good way to go. So when did you really start Cambly? Yeah, um, we started in, depends where you got started. It's always oh, been an idea I've been yeah, excited about, right, right. but we really got started in um, the beginning of 2014. Mm -hmm. uh, my co-founder and I created the company. Mm -hmm. uh, we went through a program called Y Combinator. Yep. Um, we raised our first mm -hmm. uh, round of funding there, and, and that's where we really um, got started. I mean, it's an idea I've been excited about before that, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, we went through kind of at the very beginning of 2014. I see. 
five years ago, mm-hmm. so four and a half. Um, yeah, we started in 2014, and I was the first tutor. Uh, so when you called Campbell, you'd press the button, and my phone would ring, and oh. I'd run to a computer and talk to you. Um, and it was cool, because I, I got to meet people from all over the world, and mm-hmm. they went to the app store, they searched for learning English, or whatever their query was. And oh, that's how they found you at first? Like yeah, we were really store. small. Oh. Um, no one had heard of us. And what um, does Campbell stand for? Good question. <laughs> Nothing really. Um, it came from the Spanish word intercambio oh. for exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's used a lot to mean language exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a startup, intercambio.com was taken. Uh, so we bought intercambly.com, but it doesn't mean anything and it's very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found Cambly mm-hmm. was, uh, was available and it's pronounceable. It's a six letter oh, yeah. word, it's dot .com, so, <laughs> so nice. it's stuck. There's a camera too, like this camera. Right, yeah. <laughs> so that made sense. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where the name came from. And when I started talking to people, um, mm-hmm. I started recruiting other tutors, mm-hmm. uh, better teachers than me, because um, I don't have any teaching background myself. Uh, Is that required for all of the tutors to have? No, it's specifically not required. Mm-hmm. So we do have a lot of teachers that do have a, a lot of teaching background, especially in the kids app. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually like to get people who are not teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, we make it really flexible on the tutor mm-hmm. side, yep. so we can get people who have different jobs, and that's that's how we can get people who are pilots or right. That's the term of it to me. Yeah, um, and that way they can have their job where they're getting all their right, right. non-teaching experience, and then Cambly is a fun way to meet people from around the world and, yep. um, and work outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, let's see. Yeah, we were a really small team for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still pretty small in <laughs> startup terms, but. Um, so how many people are we talking about here? In the beginning? Yeah. Even, um, even as recently as last year, we, we had a, the beginning of last year, we probably had, um, I think like 10 people in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and then a few more people helping out globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got a lot more today. So we've mm-hmm. got probably about 70 around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are here working on engineering or on, um, operations and mm-hmm. actually the uh, our global marketing efforts but then mm-hmm. we have a lot of people in market doing uh, marketing and customer support and we just started in uh, Vietnam so we have oh. <laughs> we have someone working on Vietnam now how long ago pretty recently a few months a few months yeah right I mean I've been seeing a lot of um, yeah a lot of channels that are uh, never mind yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Yep, but uh, yeah, so startup culture. Mm-hmm. So this is the biggest hub in the U.S., right? San Francisco is like yeah. the hub for a startup. Yeah, it's the hub. It's where our product team is, mm-hmm. people working on the app. Um, I think the big part of startup culture is uh, it's a very open culture mm-hmm. at most companies. Um, so it's everyone at the company. What's that? Is it high, does it come with high pressure and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you have to, you have to grow. I think oh. that's... Um, that's important. You have to grow and you have to make uh, uh, like a sustainable business. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're at Google, at Google and I was at Google and my co-founder was at Google and um, 
you can kind of go off and work on a very specific problem uh, and keep working on it, uh, not worry about <laughs> the business itself or, right. um, or anything. But, but when you're at a startup, you have to kind of know about everything. So even if you're an engineer or you're doing customer support, you want to be pretty in touch with how the business is doing and what's important to help the company grow and what's important to help your students. Um, yeah, you can't be quite as specialized. You have to wear a lot of hats right. um, when you're at a startup. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in Vietnam, the startup culture is really growing. Mm -hmm. The past uh, has been growing for the past couple of years. There are a lot of programs like TV shows, like mm -hmm. Shark Tank, the Shark Tank version, yeah. <laughs> um, the Vietnamese version already in Vietnam for the third season. So, and I have a lot of because I'm I'm a very very junior software engineer. Yeah. So for some reason I also have a lot of software engineers on, on my channel. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, I guess we don't come across a founder, also an ex-employee from Google. So I guess they would like to hear some more. Yeah. Um, yeah, like advice or something like that that you could think of or someone that could be just starting out or someone that is looking for a change in their career. Yeah, I think probably the biggest piece of advice is to always, I mean, we're an education company, so, but it's like to always make sure you're learning. Um, even when you're, you'll, when you're a beginner, you're, you feel like you're learning a lot and like there's a lot you don't know. Um, and you'll always feel like that. I think that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. You'll learn a lot of things and there'll be new languages and new technologies and new... Um, concepts outside of software engineering that are important to being uh, successful at your job. So should we always try to learn new languages and new technologies? Yeah, and I think sometimes you're trying to figure out what sort of what am I going to work on. Uh -huh. um, and I feel like it's, uh, it's less important to know that and more important just to make sure you're learning because um, sometimes it's hard to figure that out. Like what's, what's like the perfect type of job, like do you want to work with this technology or in, on a specific type of business, um, but as long as you're always learning new technologies, then I think you're, you're heading in the right direction. Um, and even me, I'm, we're always learning new things here, whether it's um, and a bunch of our team just built our first app in Swift, so mm -hmm. that's really exciting for people who are doing iOS development. Um, so they learned it while doing it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we hired some people that, that were experienced in it, but we started on it before they joined, and mm -hmm. everyone just read a lot of uh, blog posts and <laughs> documentation and kind of ramped up on it. Um, and I think it was, it was a lot of fun to have everyone diving into something new at the same time. Um, but should you have like one language or one technology that you were really strong at so that you could find a job initially? Uh, maybe initially, yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh, but the more languages you learn, also the the more they start to look the same. Oh, um, to the point where you could use and once you've learned like three or four languages, you could look at a new one and it kind of looks like the old ones. You get really good at googling uh, <laughs> when you've learned a language or two, because right. you can say say you learn Java and you're learning Python. You can search for like what's the Python uh -huh. version of whatever concept oh, I see, I see. from from Java or JavaScript and um, and being good at Googling is probably the other uh, most important software engineering skill. Mm -hmm. um, 
What is your favorite language, a computer language right now? Um, I like Python a lot. Oh. Um, Has it always been Python? Well, at Google, we never really used it because oh. at Google scale, uh, Python isn't a very uh, performant language. It was also a long time ago. So uh, Python was in earlier stages, but mm -hmm. especially as a startup, mm -hmm. it's very fast in development. Oh, are you using Python over here? Yeah, we use Python a lot um, for our back end. Uh, it's, a very, it's very fast to develop in, mm -hmm. so you can just write code and run it. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to compile. It's also great because so many people use it. Mm -hmm. So if you're at a startup, you don't want to be writing a lot of things from scratch. And Python just has a great ecosystem of libraries mm -hmm. um, where like, so many things have already been done. And you can just import a library. And, and save yourself a lot of time. And when you're trying to find product market fit mm -hmm. at a startup, you nice. don't want to waste too much time sorting numbers and doing whatever other um, things your reckon needs to so do. So say two or three months for an MVP, would that be enough time or a good amount of time? Because you, you, you said you don't want to spend too much time. Yeah, yeah, and even after you launch, um, oh. for launching new features, um, if you can find open source software that's already been written, then, then you'll just be able to move a lot faster. Um, so Python's a good language. Another good language is um, like for people who are really getting started, uh -huh. I feel like JavaScript uh -huh. is a pretty good language. Yeah. Um, are you using React? Here? We are, yeah. Yeah, we're using it more and more. Oh. Um, yeah, JavaScript's a great language because you can write backends mm -hmm. in Node.js, mm -hmm. and you can also write front-end code. So. so why not Node.js? Why not for us? Uh -huh. Uh, we knew Python, <laughs> so it wasn't that hard. But I mean, if you knew no programming languages at all and you wanted to learn one language, mm -hmm. uh, I think JavaScript is probably the one you could do mm -hmm. the most with. You could write a back end, you could write a, um, a front end, you can make mobile apps with React Native or uh, language like that. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, if, you just, if you're only going to learn one, then that's a, that's a good option. Yeah, I'm very keen on the idea of going on to Cambly and mm -hmm. just to talk to you. I mean, because before I was trying to find a way for me to go on Cambly, but if it's just about learning languages, especially English, I kind of don't have to. But um, if I could go on mm -hmm. Cambly and talk to other software engineers, especially more senior yeah. people, yeah, that'd be great. That feels really great. Yeah, sometimes there's, um, there's not a clear line between mm -hmm. learning English or just learning um, whether it's American culture or oh. engineering culture or um, uh, oh. even like within the U.S., like uh, business culture is different. Oh, whether you're in, uh, working at a startup or you're mm -hmm. working at a big company or maybe an East Coast company. Right. Um, and so when I tutor people, it's often we're, we're doing a little of everything. We're, oh. we're talking in English, um, but we're also, when we talk about the interview questions, we're also talking about algorithm knowledge and oh, coding nice. ability so it's a it's, it's there's not like a I'm learning English now I'm oh, learning programming nice. now. you're giving me ideas now thank you so I have some friends mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of friends but I do have some and uh, so most of the time they're scattered around the US so I go uh, I went to visit them and then have them on my channel to share about their profession like mm -hmm. one could be a lawyer one is another PhD student doing biomedical engineering things like that mm -hmm. so put it's very limited. The people I know are limited. So yeah. sometimes my viewer would say, hey, um, try to have someone that has such and such background. Okay. <laughs>
Well, I'll try, but yeah. Were they asking for startups? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. Happy to help. Yeah. Nice. So, what is the direction from now? What What are you heading towards? Uh, for Cambly. Yeah, for Cambly. Um. Yeah, I think the the main things we want to do is so we're. A, we're one of the few technology companies mm -hmm. teaching languages. Mm -hmm. um, so we're always trying to think like, how can we make English learning better using technology? And the mm -hmm. fact that we're all technology people, mm -hmm. um, that's actually the reason why we didn't launch a curriculum for so long. Oh, okay. Where you're like, ah, there's like a lot of great curriculums right, out right. there. People yeah. will figure that out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's <laughs> super important, but uh, it's just not where we started. Um, but I mean, to be honest, after this talk, I feel like, um, I mean, without curriculum, it would be fine. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I think we want to we want to come up with a curriculum mm -hmm. that I think takes advantage of how diverse the students are. So not like uh, just taking a textbook right. and putting it in Cambly. And how um, diverse the tutors are. Well. Yeah. So if we have a curric, if you're talking to a, maybe you're a doctor, you're talking to a healthcare professional, mm -hmm. or you're the pilot example or a software engineer. Yep. Um, you're gonna if you're an advanced learner, you're gonna want a very different curriculum depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. um, so we're excited to pro provide curriculums that will really help make the most of that one-on-one -on -one conversation with mm -hmm. someone who's a really good match mm -hmm. uh, for you. Um, we also want to give people feedback too. We we let them review their sessions; they're all recorded, um, and we've been researching ways to give them feedback mm -hmm. on um, on that audio that the, that's being recorded. So can we, they can look at their first video and oh. look at their most recent video and see that they made progress, but can we quantify that? Can we show you uh, where you've improved and maybe where you should improve in the future? Um, not a lot of people are looking at this. Um, and, and a big reason is because a lot of people, you go off on Skype or you're doing your English learning in a classroom. Um, so the data doesn't exist, but um, yeah, we want to make sure people are getting the most value possible out of, mm -hmm. out of the tutoring sessions on Cambly. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. oh, I, think, I guess one last thing is that for people that don't really come from big name or prestigious schools and they still want to pursue, I guess, eventually mm -hmm. working for Google or something like that, then what is your advice? It's just telling them to study or to continuously learn new things might not really cut it. Yeah. yeah. So you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's always learning is important. Uh -huh. And you should do that after uh -huh. you get a job at Google. Yeah. Google. <laughs> um, because when you get to Google, you don't just like kick back oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and feel like you're done. All right. um, but no, I think for, for breaking in, uh -huh. it's definitely hard. I think there's a ton of people that need help with engineering right now. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. so many things being worked on mm -hmm. and not enough people that can mm -hmm. uh, execute. Um, so I think the biggest thing is just to uh, be creative about how you break in. Oh. I think work on projects in a, in a public way, oh. uh, whether it's contributing to open source or working on your own projects and putting them on GitHub. Um, and also being like, a little shameless reaching out to people. I know it's it's easier if like you have Google on your resume, you can just kind of email people and they respond. But um, I get emails all the time from um, 
people that are interested in getting help with their careers and mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like especially if they can see that you've been working on things um, if you've got a project you're excited about or maybe a space of technology you're excited about if you're putting things in your github profile and reaching out to um, people working on similar things mm-hmm. for advice they'll see that you have that and okay they might not hire you but <laughs> they'll they'll probably talk to you and give you tips and I see. Um, so just having a lot of perseverance uh, is helpful. And, um, yeah, I know a lot of people who have done that. Um, who maybe they learned a little programming on their own. Mm-hmm. They went to a company that maybe wasn't their top choice, but uh-huh. but they really needed some people and they were a good fit. Um, and then the next thing you know, you've got a few software engineering positions on your resume and our careers start finding you on LinkedIn searches. And, I see. Um, so that's, that's like a pretty common track I've seen a lot of people take who maybe didn't have the traditional background of a computer science degree from a good college and a job at a name brand company. Um, so it could be done. Yep, that sounds great. Well, thank you so much cool. for your time. Yeah, yeah. it's it fun talking to you. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. Um, oh, because you introduced yourself, I forgot to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Hi, I'm Kevin Law. I'm the uh, co-founder and CTO at Cambly. Cool. Is that a good intro? Yeah.